Good afternoon and welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Chad Moyer filling in for Susan Littlefield here today. Joining us on the program is Joe Coima. He's from Coima, Coima and Varlick there in Sioux Center, Iowa. Joe, thanks for visiting with us here today. Let's uh, let's start off in the grains and just a, a quick look at the market screen here on the settlements. Um, corn's narrowly mixed, you know, two, uh, two cents either side of unchanged. Kind of on soybeans as well, a little bit wider range but still mixed. Wheat kind of turned around and came back. Um, I guess, um, uh, you know, before we talk about today's action specifically, uh, there was so much chatter yesterday about uh, the, the Kremlin thing in the Ukraine. And, um, you know, we, we got the expected interest rate hike from the Fed. What, was there any carryover sentiment from all of the, uh, all of the uh, talk yesterday? Did that affect things today, do you think? Yeah, great question. Uh, thanks for uh, having me on. Uh, by the way, enjoy uh, doing this. Um, yeah, that's. It seems like you had a little bit of what's next, uh, a type of approach um, uh, today. Obviously, with a little bit of a reoccurrence there uh, with Ukraine, uh, and Russia, um, and that storyline. It, it seems to you know catch a little bit in the news front. And then kind of go away, you know. And it's been that way for you know well over a year now. So when the news kind of digests that over and over and over again, you definitely have to, you know, find something a little bit more specific. And that's what we uh, had saw uh, yesterday. Uh, but with yesterday's action, it kind of brought um, some, you know, finally that point of exhaustion selling uh, in, into some of these markets, uh, mainly corn and mainly wheat as well. And we built off some key reversals uh, in a few charts uh, yesterday. And yeah, last night when things opened up, it was charged and kind of ready uh, to go. Uh, we did have some outside uh, influence with the crude oil, uh, making kind of a pretty good gut check uh, low there, you know, $5 and all of a sudden comes back uh, by the morning. So I think the grains felt that. And that's why they were drifting lower as the night progressed uh, last night. Uh, but, you know, being a, a little bit of a technician too, um, you look at some of these key reversals like corn had uh, yesterday it's not all uncommon um, the day after a key reversal like that yesterday uh, that the market tends to back up about halfway back of yesterday's uh, move uh, the daily move and that's kind of what we saw there well let's talk about wheat uh, kansas city wheat looks like it was the leader uh finishing double digits higher um uh, wh- what's going on in wheat because uh, uh, all of a sudden again we're seeing some big swings back you know it was news headline driven obviously yesterday but again lower and we finished back higher in, in kansas city wheat what's going on there i think we're just trying to kind of finish this last little little push a uh, lower um Obviously, we can kind of argue some of the, uh, not argue, just talk about, you know, some of the conditions out there, the good excellent ratings, you know, historically are pretty poor. Uh, but yeah, you have some rains kind of drift in some of those areas. But yeah, we hear a lot of terrible uh, stories out down there about um, things zeroed out uh, and, and whatnot. But the presence of the funds there is, is a big thing. You know, they've been short uh, that market for a very long time uh, now. And I, I think they got, you know, Yesterday's activity was maybe enough to kind of say, hey, we probably got enough here. We brought it into a couple of year lows. Now maybe this is enough. And we do respect that, you know, there's some condition ratings out there that aren't real uh, productive here to, to bring this market any lower. So I think we maybe saw 
a first little taste of something like that with these last uh, few days episodes. Mm-hmm. All right. Shifting over to soybeans here today, Joe, um, uh, you know, old crop soybeans, you had a couple of front month contracts that ended slightly higher just by fractions of a penny, uh, but then a little lower beyond that. Um, the products, meal, oil were down as well. Um, uh, soybeans getting comfortable thinking that they're going to have enough be- uh, acres or what, what do you think's going on here, Joe? I think we're on the back end of realizing that you know, it's a two-sided story uh, with old crop soybeans, a very snug domestic product uh, that we have when you look at ending stocks uh, for the U.S. and then you look at the, the bigger picture, uh, the global uh, demand. You know, we are maybe, we're, we're still far away from even really being uh, on the shopping cart uh, for some countries for our beans because I've, I've seen as wide as $50, $60, over uh, what the price structure is for beans coming out of Brazil. So that crop got bigger uh, down there, and uh, that's the brunt of what we just saw here. But it, it seems like a lot of that bad news is possibly uh, behind us uh, right now. We maybe can focus a little bit more about our own domestic stuff. You know, so having this big, you know, was a dollar eighty cents break that's probably enough to maybe calm the, the, the waters here a little bit. And I did like to see that that reversal of the forward spreads today, or old crop. Uh, gained on new crop that's a good uh, presence to have in the market that we're trying to round out a bottom in that department there too all right uh just really quickly you kind of touched on poor uh, on corn you kind of touched on corn there but uh, let's just kind of finish out the discussion on that uh you know not not a tremendous amount of movement uh inner day it looks like just slightly lower uh, uh anything specific we should be watching in corn i think moving forward now it's kind of like the bean story a little bit a lot of that bad news that brought us here is behind us uh, now we're just going to be you know, looking to our 10-day forecast and, and beyond. Uh, we know that the crop is, is going in nicely at a good pace right now, and there's, there's still going to be, uh, you know, we're going to be talking about weather here for the next several uh, months, and it's going to change uh, every three hours when the forecast uh, come out. But, you know, a lot of the western belt, even here, uh, northwest Iowa, um, you know, some of the subsoil moisture uh, that we have or the lack of it, um, uh, is this one for the history books yet. So there is a long uh, summer here with, with, with weather. You know, if we had this big uh, downturn in the marketplace in the middle of June, yeah, it'd be a different story because we got the crops waist high or ankle high or whatever it's you, you want it to be there. And we know what we have or what we don't have. Right now it's too early to, to say that things are made or not made. Uh, so I think that's why this market had that nice key reversal yesterday. We got all the 10-day forecasts to look forward to. They were very oversold. Uh, the funds were net buyers last, uh, for sure, yesterday. They did flip into a net short position, so they're not even for sure which way they want to uh, position themselves going into this growing season quite yet. Joe Coima from Coima, Coima, and Varlick there at Sioux Center, Iowa. Coming up the second half of the Fontenelle Final Bell, we'll take a look at uh, the meats, look at uh, livestock futures here this afternoon and how they rounded out the day. Stay tuned. The second half of the Fontenelle Final Bell is coming up next here on the Rural Radio Network. When it comes to being a Fontenelle Hybrids dealer, it's all about family, according to Russ Bloom of Scotia. I believe it's the family feeling, the family aspect we got amongst our dealers, all the Fontenelle personnel, and how it really spills over to our customers. As a Fontenelle dealer, what's the most rewarding aspect for you? I believe it's helping that producer move to the next level, and then you get that phone call in the fall that says, hey, that's the best corn I've ever raised. Talk to your local Fontenelle dealer for more info. Always read and follow label directions, grain marketing, and other stewardship practices. 
KRVN. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Chad Moyer, joined once again by Joe Coima from Coima Coima of Arlick there at Sioux Center, Iowa. And let's switch our attention to the mercantile now and see what happened over in the livestock futures. Uh, down hard yesterday for the cattle contracts. Live cattle, feeder cattle uh, yesterday were down. Today it was more of a of a mixed affair. Um, kind of set up the the cattle futures now, Joe. Uh, what what is the what are the futures dealing with? I guess. Uh, kind of in and amongst the discussions that are happening with cash right now. Yeah, we're right in between um, the old crop um, yearlings and uh, the calves that are coming up. So you're, you're seeing just a two-tiered market to a certain degree that's kind of narrowed up. You know, last week, the old croppers bought a, you know, quite a bit more uh, than some of the yearlings that were up through two or three weeks, but that narrowed up a little bit. Um, you know, last week we had April still on the board. Yeah, I know it's I know it's Thursday, but that April contract it was definitely a leadership tool uh, that June and August kind of followed uh, to a certain degree. But you get that board to go off, um, and then you have a June contract that is forecasting what your cash prices are going to be for June. So it is not uh, entirely uncommon uh, for this big uh, basis to happen uh, this time of, of year. So that's why we're hearing about. Um, you know, some dollar cash, but still a big presence over where the futures board is at. And, you know, we had to kind of deal with a little bit of uncertainty issues the last few days uh, with some more banking stuff. Um, you got the funds that have some length, and they were kind of piling out of uh, some of that length here the last few days when the charts got a little bit uh, nasty. They just uh, got you know, got rid of some more and, and, and made this three, three and a half day, um, you know, belly flop basically. Um, but you have a market that you have eight, ten, eleven dollars over, uh, with the, you know, cash over, you know, what the board is bringing. That's not uncommon for this type of a year. And some of the stuff is a couple weeks out too. So I, I think this market can kind of hang around this eight, ten dollars underneath where the cash is at. Uh, but we just have to kind of get through some of, what we're left for the old crappers and, and kind of get a gauge of what uh, the, the calf crop is going to be bringing here in the next few weeks. And I think the market finally stopped enough today to realize that a little bit, that we don't have to go too much further because we still have you know, $10 over for a couple weeks out so we can halt things here and then kind of move forward. Yeah. And what do you think the outlook is, the influence on the cash here moving forward? Because uh, last week, you know, they bought a fair amount of uh, cattle forward. And then exports, uh, exports this morning, were uh, they weren't stellar, but they were pretty good, I think most people thought. Uh, what are, what are going to be the influences, do you think, moving forward for cash? I, I think a lot of the cash moving forward is just about, you know, what the futures are, are telling the guy. If you can grab that positive basis you're going to take it you don't want that cash to go away in a dollar 72 on a historic chart you're talking about the top couple of years of cash uh, anyway so i think once we kind of get through um, some of those you know willing sellers uh, so to say that you know have the, the packers get some cattle surrounded with them you know with how light these cattle are going to be i would imagine that you can start pulling uh, some of those calves forward a little bit and that eventually can can make for a bullish story we just have to go for a little bit of a pause uh, for cash here for a few weeks in my honest opinion but once we can get those um cattle in a little bit light demand stays good yeah we there could be another instance where cash could see a pretty good pop here but that's down the road a little ways uh, i don't know if i'd really you know, fret about it too much today but you know, make your cash sales there's good um cash numbers out there to achieve and you just market your careers that you have to do here today 
Yep. All right. A quick few uh, sentences on the hogs here. Um, uh, very short. You know, the funds went short on the hogs. They're holding, I think, quite a short position. But we continue to move down here. Uh, what's going on in hogs? Kind of kind of a, a tough thing to make out, isn't it? it it's a lot of moving parts there. Um, I, I thought some of the news had turned uh, friendly uh, last week with that sudden uh, pop in cash uh, market. Um, the cutout is okay. Here's firm. Uh, we didn't see that yesterday down two dollars, and that's what uh, provided that big uh, jump lower uh, yesterday. Uh, but I like the stuff that I hear. Uh, but maybe the, the summer market does just have too big uh, of a premium uh, over where the cash is structured at, and I think that's holding it back a little bit. And I do think the funds realize that, so they're just not in a big uh, hurry to um, really jump out of positions yet. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I like what I hear. Weights are down there in that department too. I think the demand story is what's a little bit not sketchy, but just not as rosy as, as what it could be. But it, you know, looking at seasonals, um, typically you do see some smaller numbers like we are. Um, the market can kind of take off from from that department, but we're still just kind of waiting for that. A trigger point or who's going to push that button for that market yet. Joe, as we wrap up here, I guess kind of looking bigger, broader, you know, beyond just the commodities, what are you particularly paying attention to? I, I think every day that you know, we come here into the office, you still have to respect what some of these, you know, unknowns are. But you still have to respect you know, some of this financial stuff. Uh, I guess it's no fun to always talk about every day, but we do have to keep it uh, on the back of our minds here uh, every day. And I know, like I said, it gets you know, boring to talk about, but you still have to hit on it a little bit every day. Is it going to make you know, your decision for the rest of the move? Probably not, uh, but just don't ignore it. Joe, it's good to talk to you. Thank you so much for the insight and the expertise. Again, Joe Coima from Coima, Coima and Varlick, Sioux Center, Iowa. Trading of commodity futures does involve substantial risk of loss, might not be suitable for all investors. That is today's Fontenelle Final Bell. It's brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and your local Fontenelle dealer. Here on the Rural Radio Network, Chad Moyer reporting.